Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Thanks, Sam. Love you too. Uh, Before you get seated, give somebody a high five, a handshake. Tell them that they look amazing today. Awesome. How are we all doing this morning? Wow. Thanks, Sam, for leading us so well. Didn't, uh, isn't the worship team just, wasn't it a great time of worship this morning? Amen. You know, in those moments of uh, worship, as we, as we, you know, just spending those soaking times, we may not be singing the lyrics that are on the screen or anything like that, but in those kind of soaking times, it's like, it's like we're here just like going, yes, God, we just, we just want you, Holy Spirit, to move in our life. It's just these moments of yes, 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 isn't it, right? Like, it's hard to be in those moments and be, no, no, no. You know, we walked into Harris Scarf. There's a new Harris Scarf around the corner from our place. Any, anybody know the Harris Scarf? This is not a shameless plug. It's all right. We're not collecting royalties or anything. Although, feel free to give us those royalties. Um, but the point is, is that we're in Harris Scarf and this, it's like this button that every parent needs, right? There's this button that they sell just beside the counter. It's called the no button. And every single time you press it, it gives a different no. Sometimes it goes, no. Sometimes it goes, no. Sometimes it goes, no way. All right, I just, and, and Josh is just standing there annoying everybody in the store, just going, no, 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 right? It's hard to be in the presence of God and be a no, all right? When you get into the presence of God, it's this place of yes, 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 because we need more of Him, we want more of Him, amen? Fantastic. So good. So good. So, yeah, as we're moving forward, look, I've got a few things out here and, and uh, <clears throat> I just, I just, I'm just trying to work out whether the Lord has just sort of changed the scripture for this morning. And, uh, and, but uh, we'll, we're just going to see where it goes. We may end up in John 14. So just keep that in mind at the moment. But uh, today's message I've entitled, We the Church. We, the church. So it's you and I. We are the church. Um, You know, lights, sound systems, and all sorts of things going on. That's not the church. The church is us. You and I, as we go about our day, as we encourage another person, as we stop to pray for somebody, as we as we think of the family. You know, there was a there was a um, a fatality just around the corner from our house, and and you know, I it's just been on my heart that it's just 
like a bunch of young people in the car. And it was just, and, I, and I was, I'm just like, move, Lord. Lord, I don't know who they are, but Lord, be upon that family. Lord, just touch that family as they go through that motion of grieving, Lord, knowing that, Lord, you, you didn't take them from this life. You didn't do it, Lord, but Lord, you turn all things for good. There's this place and there's this role that we, the church, can play and you and I can be a part of. Amen? But how many know that we are not what we were? I know that because there's still things like sanitizer spray kills 99.9% of germs and bacteria. What's this 70%? With 70% ethanol. There you go. Get the lighter out and we'll uh, call the fire brigade. But, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. I know we, we, we are not what we were because we've got antibacterial hand gel. You know, there's still people walking around with, with, with masks. Friends, there are people driving in cars on their own with masks. I don't understand it if you do that. I'd love to find out what your thinking is in there. You know, I just don't get it. I don't understand it, but that's okay. You know, maybe you need new pollen filters or something in the car at the next service. I don't know what it is, but we were not what we were. We weren't. In our thinking, <laughs> I was listening to some, uh, I was listening to somebody talk the other day. I don't know where I'm going to put them. Um, I, was, I, was, I was thinking, I was listening to somebody talk the other day and, and uh, they were talking about, gosh, you, you, you can't even sneeze in public now without somebody sort of looking sideways at you or <coughs> clear your throat or cough or, or anything like that. You know, you, know, you, you know the best way to rob a bank? I'm not encouraging it, but you know the best way to rob a bank is just going, <laughs> you know, you don't have to have a gun anymore. You just walk in and boom, you know, everyone, security screens go up, everything goes up. You know, the uh, ACCC, oh, I don't know what they're, you know, I don't know what our um, anti-bacteria um, place, you know, what's the disease control in Australia? Just keep going. Whatever. <laughs> Guys, you know, fall in SAS units and, you know, fall around you and freeze, you know. We're not what we were, are we? We're not. That's the truth of that. And you know what? God says it's okay because God said he's in control and he knows what he's doing. How good is that? How good is it to be a part of, of his kingdom, right? To be a part of who he is and who he is lives inside us. I believe that as we go into a teaching today, I believe that there are people who have experienced chains around their life and those chains have been there for quite some time. It could have been around, you know, since you were a child or no matter what's happened, you know, there might be some chains that are just holding you down and holding you back. You may be watching online and, and you might be courageous enough to say, yeah, I think that might be me. You can, you can put that in the chat. We're going to pray for you. But, but you know, there, 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 might be, there might be people here today that, hey, you, you may not even be aware. You may not even be aware that there might be some chains in your life that are holding you back. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is some barriers to that stop us 
from responding to the presence of God in an appropriate and proper way. Amen? Is that cool? And so what I believe is going to happen, and it's through no words of my own, it's through no uh, seemingly anointing or anything like that that I might walk in, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Let him have all the glory. Amen? Let him be praised. Let the name of Jesus be lifted high. Amen? Come on. And so we're in this place of where I believe those chains, you know, are just going to drop. It's just as easy as that. That, that, the, the word says that the anointing breaks the yoke. The yoke of what? The yoke of bondage. And there are some people that have had the yoke of man, some people that you've already, you've actually placed your own yoke upon yourself even, the, of, of false expectations and things that the Lord wants you to be set free from. And yet we rely upon the work of of the Holy Spirit. We rely upon how he is going to lead us. And I believe that there is a change and there is a shift that there is taking place. You see, so this is a message for those who feel that they are the change agents, those that feel lost, those that are hungry to see more of God, and even those that are full to see more of God. Amen? Am I talking to the right people, right? And so the people of God are changing. We are being transformed into the image of God here on earth. And you might say, well, but Matt, you know, how, how can you say that? How can, how can I represent and, and, and be the image of God upon the earth? Well, you know, that's, that might be difficult on your own. That might be difficult if you only experience church online. That might be difficult if, you, if all you do is travel on your own. But friends, the truth is this. We together are being transformed into the very likeness of God. The very likeness of him who, 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 who moves in us, who breathes in us. We are being transformed into his likeness like it was always meant to be. In Genesis, God said, let us make man in our image, in our image. Amen? Amen? So friends, I don't believe Jesus is coming back to a broken, decrepit bride. I believe Jesus is coming back to a church that is strong, to a people who are in prayer. Jesus even said these words. He said, when the Son of Man returns, will I find faith on the earth? That says two things to me. Number one, it says he's returning whether there's faith or not. The second thing it says to me is that I want to be one that when he returns, he finds faith in my life. I pray that that is your prayer also. Amen? So there is a shift that's coming. And the shift that is coming has been put in motion from heaven's purposes, God's will, and it started way back when Jesus said, let's go to it, John 14. I think this is where the Lord's leading me into this. Yeah.
John 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. Look, the world looks at Christians who believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and think they're a bit nutso, right? The reason for that is that for, for, for a lot of people, there's a veil over them seeing the truth just yet. So we can't, we, we can't write people off. It, it's just a veil that needs to be lifted, that's all. The Bible says that when, then when, when men and women, when, when man turns to God, the veil is lifted. And I've said it before, I would have thought that when the veil is lifted, then people turn to God. But how many people in your own experience and in your own journey... Not that easy to keep me quiet. <laughs> How many people in their own experience and in their own journey, when it's been tough, they're the moments you've turned to the Lord? I need this bill paid, Lord, help me. I've got a cold, I've got a sniffle, help me. But often when things are good, we're not as inclined to bend our knee. Friends, I believe the shift and the change that is coming is for a church that is always on bended knee. Good times, challenging times, bad times, no matter what we're facing, we are always in prayer before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords saying, Lord, what is it? What is your will for my life? What do you long for me to do? Who do you call me to be? Hello? And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Hmm. Verse 19, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am the Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Everybody say the word manifest. Mm, manifest. What do you think that looks like? Worth thinking about. What do you think that looks like? And I will love him and manifest myself to him. That says that this is Jesus. He's saying, I'm going to be real to you. 
more real than the air that you breathe than the clothes you want to buy or try on or don't have, more real than the car, more real than the food that you eat. He is going to manifest himself to you. The truth is he'll manifest himself to those who are walking in faith, who are walking with bended knee. Not walking perfect, that's not what I'm saying. But walking humbly before the Lord. Amen? Humbly with him. Verse 22, and Judas, not to be confused with Judas Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home and make our home with him. Remember the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it give us this day our daily, right? We, we understand it. But remember, your will done on earth as it is in heaven. That sounds awfully like we will come to him and make our home with him. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? He loves you. It's real. To say, Jesus, make your home in me. Make me your home. I love you, Jesus. And Jesus changes things up a little bit in verse 24. He says, He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And then he promises this peace in verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Hey, guess what? It doesn't look like the peace that the world gives. It doesn't look like a yoga mat and funny little body shapes. It doesn't look like sitting there with crossed legs and doing symbols with your fingers. It doesn't necessarily look like, you know, I don't know, a massage in a nice day spa, as lovely as that is. <laughs> That's nice but it only lasts for a moment. You see, the peace that Jesus gives, he is releasing into your life. The peace that Jesus gives is not like what the world looks like. 
It's not like that. The peace that Jesus gives is that the bombs could be falling beside you, behind you, in front of you. You could have things that you, uh, insurmountable odds that are stacked against you. But here is the peace that Jesus gives you, this unwavering peace that the psalmist talked about. And, and the psalmist said, so, though a thousand fall at my right hand and a thousand fall at my left hand, still he will go before me. Still, the Lord says, he is releasing his peace upon you. So you might want to just pray that right now. Just respond to the word of God. These are not my words, friends. These are the word of the God of, of, the God of heaven and earth. This is the words of Jesus speaking to you, crying out to you. Don't listen to necessarily the tone of my voice or the desperation to see you walk in this greater peace and love and power and understanding because, you know, there was one thing that was always taught to me in, in negotiation skills is that the calmest person always wins. The calmest person always wins. Even the police force started to enact things like that, that when somebody was losing it over whatever reason, whether they were unstable or what, whatever it was, as a last resort, violence and, and that epic, you know, overwhelming force from the police force. They started to understand that when they stayed calm, the other person started to calm down. It was incredible. Why? Because peace always wins. Peace always wins. Now, let me tell you, there is a time to get active. There is a time. You understand? If someone was to break into my house, that is my time. <laughs> I will ask for forgiveness later. Get out. It won't be, please leave. It will be, if you don't leave, <laughs> I've got a couple of angels that are going to get you because I walk in peace. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. And look, I'll give them the first shot. If they don't act straight away, then I'll take it in. Anyway, my, I'm losing track here. What's going on? He who does not love... Uh, these things I've spoken to you... Where are we at? Verse 26. But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things... Do you ever get the feeling that you haven't quite been taught enough yet? Why? Because the Holy Spirit is here to teach us all things. That's amazing. What would the church look like? What would your life look like if you walked in all things? Wow. 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 And the funny thing is, is that the Holy Spirit may not teach one person all things, but it'll teach a thousand that collectively when they walk in unity, because Shiloh might have a gift that I don't have. Thank goodness she got her mother's looks. <laughs> Carolyn, may not, uh, Carolyn may have a gift that I can't walk in. Thank goodness for that. See, the Bible says that we're all living stones fitted together in the house of God. 
each with our unique shape, each with our unique gifting, each with our, uh, our unique purpose and destiny in God. And that's why Jesus said these words. The Holy Spirit will come and teach you all things. Your prayer response should be, Lord, give me all things. Just say, Jesus, I want your peace. Holy Spirit, teach me all things. Not in the way the world would know. But Lord, that I would glorify your name. Wow. And bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Anybody have a problem with remembering scripture? Sometimes. I often remember my paraphrase of scripture. Or I've got to be careful that it's you know, not my own take on it. You know. But it says here, and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. That, you know what that says to me? I don't know what that says to you, but can I just share what it says to me? What that says to me is, I'll remember the right scripture as long as I've read it for exactly the right moment, as long as I walk in his peace and keep him in my mind. That's not a lot of caveats. Anybody had to study for a test or an exam? Hands up all the crammers. Yeah, that's me. I'm a crammer. All right. 24 hours after the exam, don't ask me a thing about it. We'll never clue. Right? But then there's all these really good people that study for like, you know, six weeks beforehand, eight weeks. Um, who might that be? Oh, Sam, was that you? Oh, yeah. All those people, right? Did they end up ruling the world afterwards, you know? Anyway. The Holy Spirit is our cheat function. All we're required to do is read the word that Jesus has spoken. And the Holy Spirit, a promise here, it says, will bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. We're on the winning side. So just in case you haven't got it, verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. For you have now remember this: perfect love casts out all fear. We've taught on this before, right? Perfect heard that scripture? Perfect love casts out. That word casts out. Actually, in its full weight, it means it hunts down, it gets rid of, and it does away with all fear. Right? So when I love, if I keep love at the forefront of who I am, my decisions, the way I see, the way I speak, the way I walk through my life, my life will be a life unafraid. Does that mean that from time to time, there won't be some anxious feelings, worry or concern? Sometimes, sometimes there will be. And guess what? 
That reminds me that I need to lean in on the Holy Spirit. I need to lean in into God Almighty because in the shadow of his wings. Amen? But the truth is this, is that perfect love casts out fear. So what that is saying is if there is a demonic entity, if there is a spirit of fear that is constantly at work in and around the community or our life, then what's going to happen when I walk in love, that love hunts down and kicks out and gets rid of that fear. I was talking with somebody this week about something. <laughs> I know, that's surprising. I was talking with somebody about something. Isn't that amazing? Anyway. Um, if, 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 if you're walking through a difficult time in your relationships or in your marriage, this is not a shot. It is just an observation. Because you are loved. Broken relationships is not, are not God's plan. Okay? I am amazed at how many people live in de facto relationships for years and then decide to get married. And then the marriage is ended within years afterwards even less time that they were together. And Chris Vallotton has a theory on this and, and I would kind of tend to agree that in a de facto relationship, fear is at the centre rather than love. Because fear says, if you hurt me or do anything wrong, I can leave. Whereas in a marriage... It's a covenant before God that says, no matter what. Now, understand, there is, there is, there is appropriate times to, to be safe. There is appropriate times, you understand, with love and counsel. But I'm just talking the basic tenets, the basic principles of relationships. Relationships built in fear are manipulative and are controlling and it is not God's will for your life. It's not God's plan. Doesn't mean he can't turn it around. Remember, love casts, chases down, gets rid of, hunts, obliterates, gets rid of fear. Fear leads to control. Fear leads to manipulation. Hello? I would almost think that peace is an attribute of love and love is almost interchangeable with peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you. So let your heart, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Or some translations, never let it be in fear. Never let it be in fear. You've heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father for my Father is greater than I. 
Isn't that cool? I mean, Jesus is pretty awesome, right? But then Jesus goes ahead and says, my dad's more awesome than me. Like, cool, yeah? And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. In this bottle is just some oil. Don't even know what oil it is, it's just some oil. We use this to anoint people with when they want prayer and sometimes when they come forward or sometimes when we feel led by the Spirit. The Bible says that the anointing breaks the yoke and the anointing isn't the oil. We often use the oil as a representation though. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. This is not anointing that's dripping from me. It's, it's just hot up here. <laughs> we can walk around with masks and we can walk around with sanitizer spray and we can walk around with antibacterial hand gel. And if that's important to you, that's fine. But I've got to tell you, there's something that you need more of. That is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's appropriate. But this is life and death. Not this. I'm talking about what this represents. That's it. There's no power in this jar and there's no power in this oil. Where the power lies is in the faith that's in your heart. And, you know, the funny thing is, as Jesus said, all you need is a little bit. All you need is a little tiny, 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 tiny bit. Sometimes that might just start with a, I choose you, Jesus. That's it. Sometimes that might say, Jesus, I say yes to you. Still haven't got to these barriers. I'm going to teach on this another time. Let me read a scripture. I'm just choosing the best one. You ready? We're just going to start at Genesis and go through to Revelation and check the best one. Okay. Chains are going to break. Are you ready? You'll see that I've been kicking these around while we've been up here. 
Every now and then when chains break off, <coughs> they hang around in our life just testing to see if you're willing to put them back on again. And every now and then you might be walking through your journey and walking through your life and they might trip you up or you might just sort of stumble over them. But I want you to understand the principle. Jesus has given you victory and Gand has given you authority. The devil is a liar and he belongs under your feet. So do also the chains and the assignments that he's placed against you, against our community, against this church, and against those that are coming in. That's where the chains belong. Hello? When I've experienced breakthrough in one particular area, that's a promise for you to also receive the same breakthrough. The Bible said that God is a respecter of no, of no man. In other words, what he does, what he, can, what he did for me, he can do for you. But the same is also what he's done for you, he can also do for me. Hello? And so I've walked in particular freedom in certain things. You too have walked in particular freedom in certain things. And once you have been set free from those things, then I would encourage you to believe that you continually walk free from, from those things. Hello? Because the Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. So Jesus is here to set you free. Not Matt. Jesus is here to set you free. And I want to just talk about the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says this. Sorry, we're going to go from 18 because this, I, I believe, I just sense this is important. This might be uncomfortable and we're only going to give a crude 20 seconds at it. You ready? It says this, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. We have to understand that very clear principle. Hello? Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have from God. So in other words, the Holy Spirit lives within us, within this temple called our body. And you are not your own. <laughs> Why? Verse 20. For you were bought at a price. What was the price? Jesus gave his life for us. His blood was shed. His body was broken. Blood and water flowed when that spear was stuck into his side. As it was prophesied. And then three days later, he rose again. As was promised. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, 
which are God's. I was out just recently and this little girl came up to a person that was standing near her and she just sort of turned around and she just sort of put her arms up like that. She was looking up. And I actually noticed her mum just a little little way off. And the person turned to look at this child and the child realised it wasn't her parent. (laughs) Have you ever seen that happen? It was like... You know what I mean? But so often, so often, if we just stand and we lift our hands to the Lord, our Father will never reject us. Our Father will never turn away from us. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. We are never lost. We are always in a place of belonging. And do you know what? When we lift up our hands to the Lord, it's like saying, Lord, take this temple, do away with the chains, pick me up, Daddy, embrace me, Father, embrace me and hold me tight, set me free from all the stuff that so easily encroaches on my freedom, help me. Friends, when we're in worship, and the the worship leader shouldn't even have to invite you to lift your hands. I reckon sometimes that should just be an automatic response. We're in worship where you say, Jesus, Jesus, I need more of you. Let it be a sign of hunger to you. The Bible actually talks about in Psalms, lifting up holy hands. Holy hands saying, I have no weapon. I have no ulterior motive. I have nothing but to offer you, Jesus, my life. Those chains have got to come off today. I just encourage you to stand right now and just lift your hands in that place of surrender. Come on. Don't be slow about it. Be ready for it. Jesus, Jesus, come in your power and in your anointing. Lord, release the power of your spirit. Let the breath of God flow and move with authority and power right now in the name of Jesus. Let your perfect love chase down, kick out, run off every entity that would try to control and oppress right now. Loose it in the name of Jesus right now. Let your anointing flow. Fear, I command you to leave. Holy Spirit, you are the change agent. You are the breath. You are the very life. You are the presence that is living within us. Lord, release the power of your presence in this place and in this house right now. Right now, right now. I want you to declare these words. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit lives in me. So I give notice to everything else and I command you to leave. That this house is cleaned through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. I am made whole. I am healed. I have the mind of Christ. I have the living Word within me. And everything else must leave now in the name of Jesus. Right now, we're just going to focus upon here. Let your mind not wander. Just focus upon Jesus right now. Jesus. Jesus, you are welcome. Jesus, you are welcome. Release the power and the fire of your spirit right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you give us joy. Thank you, Lord, that you give us life. Thank you, Jesus, that you give us a freedom. Thank you, Jesus, that it doesn't look like the world gives it. But Lord, it's what you do. So do what you do, Lord. Do what you do. Sam's going to come forward in a few moments, but I want to give you the opportunity to respond, respond not to me, but respond to the promptings of the Lord. I believe that right now the Holy Spirit is moving with great power and great authority. I believe it's just a small taste of what is to come. But if you feel led to come forward, don't come forward to me. If you feel led to come forward and just have a moment in God, I believe something happens that when we get out of the zone of where we were and move forward in faith into a new place of where you just say, Holy Spirit, I'm yours. I just invite you to come forward in any moment. You can come forward. I just, I, I might pray with you. I just, I just see as the Lord leads and as the Holy Spirit leads. I feel that the Lord is going to release a fresh anointing on people's lives. If you're hungry for that, you just come forward. Come forward right now. Come forward right now. There's people who have been living in fear and I just, I just believe that the Lord is going to set you free from that today. 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 Huh. I believe that the Lord was, uh, was, was, I was going to teach a little bit more about on fear, but I didn't get to it. I think, I think because the Lord is just going to do it. I think he's just going to do it. You know, we've received so much teaching and so much, so much of the Word and so much of everything. Now we need him. Lord, just release that right now. Release that right now. We need you, Jesus. You just say those words. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. That's right. Yeah, he's just falling on people right now. 
If you haven't received the gift of tongues, just begin to form those words upon your lips. If, you already, if you've already got that, I just encourage you, lift your voices. Lift your voices in tongues. Lift your voices in tongues. We've got to change our culture here in Australia to one that is much more vocal. Other cultures, when they're they're invited to sing, man, you can't stop them. But here, I believe the Lord is releasing something new and something new in our hearts and our lives where our voices are unbridled. When we come into that moment of worship, our worship is unbridled. Our worship is a release of, of, of our thanks to God, but it is also a release of prayer. Come on, just lift your voices in that. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, God. Have your way, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.